Yo, 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 what's going on, man? This is your boy, Ben Baller. You are now listening to Behind the Baller Podcast. This is episode 80. Real close to 100. What's going to happen on episode 100? I don't fucking know. I'll make something happen. I always do. So yeah, man, I, once again, I am your host, Ben Baller, the Korean John Cusack. And um, it is a fucking crazy weekend. This is the weekend wrap-up. And although... You know, the economy opened back up. I don't even know what that really means because this is just all a bunch of fucking bullshit that's going on right now. And when I say bullshit, do not misconstrue my words and misunderstand me saying bullshit with anything in regards to the coronavirus. Shit is very real. There's a lot of fucking idiots out there right now spreading really bad fucking misinformation. And we're going to get into that in a second. But this is the weekend wrap-up. There's been a lot of crazy shit going on. Before I go any further, I need to say rest in peace to my longtime friend, Andre Harrell. For some of you who are over the age 37, maybe, you may know who he is. If you're over 40 and you've been listening to R&B, hip-hop, you should definitely know who he is. And for those who don't, Know that this man is a pioneer, a true pioneer, a true mogul, a true legend. And I mean that with every sense of the word. I'm not talking about padding up the stats. I ain't talking about fucking misusage of the word because people say this is the goat, this is the goat. No, man. Listen, there might be 15 goats on earth and MJ is one of them. All right. And The other MJ is maybe another one. There's just so few goats in the world. Bill Gates is not a goat, all right? Steve Jobs maybe might be one. Mark Zuckerberg is not a goat. So that's just to let you know how serious this shit is, okay? Tom Brady might not be the goat, bro. That's up for some serious debate. Michael Jordan is a goat, though. I'm trying to get at is this dude is a serious legend. There's a lot of legends in the game, but there's from the way that social media is ran now, you would think that fucking everyone's a legend. Now, the crazy thing is, you really technically can't be a legend until you hit at least fucking 27. And there's some motherfuckers that died young, that killed it, did a bunch of shit. Nah, man, it's different. How your career is run and everything, right? It's subject for argument, of course. But rest in peace to my friend, Andre Harrell, founder of Uptown Records. Without Andre Harrell, there had been no Jodeci. There might not have been a Teddy Riley. There'd have been no Mary J. Blige. If there's no Uptown Records, there there might not have been Biggie Smalls and Puff and all that shit. Cause I don't know, man. That was that was you know that was Puffy's mentor, and in the music business, that was probably one of my earliest mentors, you know. But Andre Harrell died. Um, don't know the specifics. I don't think it was COVID. Could have been. I'm not sure. But this was a bubbly dude, live, nice guy. I have never seen this dude ever in a bad mood or angry or anything. Even when he fired Puff, you could obviously see him and Puff were real close. Uh, he's just responsible for an insane amount of amazing music that has come out. And uh, I just had to pay my respects. Rest in peace to Little Richard. Uh, not just rock and roll, but black music legend. Or not just black music, but just you know rock and roll legend. Little Richard had passed away. 
He's a, it wasn't a big surprise, he's an older dude. Um, Roy Horn, uh, one half of the Siegfried and Roy, had passed away from coronavirus. And lastly, Betty Wright passed away. And if you don't know who Betty Wright is, she is an R&B legend as well, soul legend, black music legend, and a crazy fucking weekend. So yo, Miles, man, let's get this popping right motherfucking now. So in bad news, um, terrible news, 6 9 he went on Instagram Live, right? He's been out. He conned the system for whatever it is. And um, let's just be, I'm going to get into it later. And I'm pretty sure you guys understand why he'll fit into the episode later. But 6 9 is trash, man, period. You know, he hasn't put out ever, ever put out a good song. I don't care about the shit that he did with Nicki here and there. You know, when you have a moment and you're a hot artist, doesn't mean you're a good artist, right? Because even Nelly... He was hot, selling crazy records. Now, was he spitting bars? No. Was he making pop music? You know, cool here and there, right? Does it stick later? Some people, yeah. I can't undeny some of the hits. He he really did sell a shitload of records. But like with 6 9 it's not even there. He doesn't have a hit that anyone can talk about. Nobody knows a song. People say, oh, stupid. I don't know fucking, no one knows. Nobody I know, Kid Cudi or Ye, these guys don't fucking know a lyric from this dude's song. Do you know? And um, he did one song with A Boogie that that was okay. And I think it was okay because of A Boogie. And I liked his melody on there. But 6 9 is trash, man. He, you know, of course, he's the biggest troll. He's like, people hate me, blah, blah, whatever. And you know what? What's crazy is my boy Jimmy Boy. And Jimmy Boy's like, it's different because Jimmy is very grown for his age. And he's done a lot. And he's had a very, very difficult life. And, you know, I, I consider him a dear person in my life. And there's certain things that are going on. And yes, in a way, he's associated himself with the certified rat. Um, the problem about this is, and I'm going to get into it a little bit later more about the rat situation, is but we're breeding punks. We're promoting the fact that it's okay for you to be a sucker. You know what I'm saying? For you to be on some bitch shit. For you to be on some sucker shit. So anyways, he got an Instagram Live this weekend and he broke all the records right. He hit 2 million people on his Instagram Live. And really, what does that really mean though, right? And he's like, yeah, he's going to sell this, this, and this and stream I don't know yet. And I'm not being a hater. I'm being honest. You know, people saying, oh, he sold this and this. He did, but he didn't, you know? And it's not difficult to create a bunch of bullshit. Do you know if ASAP Rocky came out and was like, listen, man, fuck this fool. And like kind of what Young Chop was doing recently. But like if ASAP Rocky just started to fucking have beef with people and started pulling out guns and started doing some really silly shit, walked on the street and just slapped a woman for no reason, was like, yeah, fuck this, this, and this. It's really not that difficult for this dude to do all this shit. And I'll get more into it again later, right? There's so many things that I want to cover on this episode, and I don't have a ton of time, all right? It was just Mother's Day. My wife and my mother-in-law got into a galactic battle of fucking just wars. They got drunk. And I think part of the energy of that is because I don't necessarily put a hostile environment around, but it's like, look, man, when I need something done, it's not because I need it for my benefit. It's because... When I do something, I don't just feed me, right? What I do also feeds, you know, it could feed Miles, it could feed Jordan, the Dust Brothers, right? It could feed my employees here and there. It's going to feed my wife, London, Ryder, Kaya, okay? My mother-in-law, okay? My landscaper, my pool guy, our housekeepers, things like that. 
that's what happens when I'm working. And I don't work often. I'm working all the time. But when I'm saying technically doing a job, I need shit to be expeditiously handled. And, you know, on Sunday and Wednesday nights, partly on Thursday and, and Monday mornings, I record the show, right? It takes one hour to edit 15 minutes, okay? A lot of people put podcasts out there for 25, 30 minutes. Some of the longer shows are 45. You already know. I give you motherfuckers an hour and 15, hour 30, hour 45, two hours on the regular. You guys are spoiled, right? I talk that shit. I'm going freestyle again on that ass, solo, dolo, all right? So when my kids are up after 8.30, it's a fucking deal. You know, it's like Mother's Day and everyone's celebrating here and there. And it's like, all right, be easy. But at the same time, like, all right, nine, I start writing the show. I start getting my notes down. I start going over things, figure out what I'm going to talk about. Boom. All right, cool. Then I start doing the intro. But Sundays, I got fan questions. So you already know, this is the weekend wrap up. I got fan questions. You know, I'm watching things. I'm going over some research. I take this podcast serious. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in. Do you know, sometimes I hear people like, oh, people like, oh man, Ben Boss podcast, it ain't shit. Bro, I would bet my million dollars that that I have made in the last two weeks that your dumb ass, referring to the person who said that on Twitter, didn't listen to any of the fucking K-Ton Hustle series shits, none of the early stuff, whatever else, listen to some random episode couldn't get into it because you haven't been paying attention and jumping in from season one, you know, and from episode one. It's like, I seen some dude say some shit this weekend and was like, yo, man, you know what? You need to get the Ben Bar fucking out of here. And this dude's wearing a Rockefeller hat. And I'm like, do you have any idea my affiliation with Rockefeller? So it'd be like, oh, it's not as big as you think it is. It's a lot bigger than people do think it is. And that's for sure. And I was around before a lot of motherfuckers were. So it's funny for a dude to be wearing a fucking Rockefeller. And then on top of that, dude had an Aaliyah picture when I'm working with Aaliyah way early in the career. I didn't even fucking brought, I think I did bring it up actually, I'm sorry. And then dude's wearing a V-Loan shirt, which is owned by the company I'm a part of, Aug. And it's like, bro, you have no idea. You're sitting here dissing somebody, calling somebody corny, and you're representing all the things that I've been a part of. You know how fucking stupid you are? That's the new generation. And that's the shit that, you know, they fucking co-signed this, this 6 9 trash. But anyways, let's start the show, right, again. <laughs> Look, we got people out there that I know, right? For instance, a guy, his name is at money, right, on Twitter. And then on Instagram, he's at CEO and he's bought these names and he's he's always been somebody, I don't know how he does it, whatever, and I honestly tell you the truth, I understand what he does, but I also don't understand what he does, and he is a good guy, you know, and there's some reservations I do have, and if he's listening to the podcast, too fucking bad, and we could talk about it someday on here, but, you know, he is not from LA, and he was coming to LA, he was affiliated with one of my boys also, and they do social marketing, social media marketing, and, you know, they they get checks for people like the Kardashians and Paris Hilton or whatever, and he helps run people's Instagram pages and try to build their, their fan base up and try to build content and things like that. But the thing is, this guy has gone completely to the left. And I don't mean that in a political sense because I'm so out of it right now because of the shit that's going on today. Anyways, dude is a Trump, anti-vaxxer, all the shit you could think of. And it, it's just a matter of time 
before all this shit comes to light. You know what I mean? It, it's not something that be like, oh, it eventually go away. No, that's not true. So what I'm getting at is these people are promoting this, this shit called plandemic. I mentioned it briefly, I think, in episode 79 with Glenn, you know, big baby Glenn Davis. And um, this plandemic thing, what fucked me up the most is that the biggest person who wrote the forward and is promoting it is Robert Kennedy Jr.'s, well, Robert Kennedy Jr. He's, he's Robert Kennedy's son. And it's just fucking weird, right, to be part of the Kennedy family. This and that. I don't know what, how their family's going. It's obviously some dysfunctional shit there. I'm going to be careful what I say because I do have some relationship with certain people that are tied to that family, believe it or not. And if you don't, then go to Patrick Schwarzenegger's page. And a lot of people don't know that Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes, the Terminator, he married into someone who's a Kennedy as well. And going back, this book, Plandemic, or this story, Plandemic, the 26-minute video, I want my 26 minutes back. It is trying to say that the coronavirus is a hoax, that masks don't work, that Anthony Fauci is a fraud, that the vaccine that they're going to make is going to have coronavirus in it, flu vaccines have coronavirus. This bitch is just spreading bad information, and she keeps thinking like it's some conspiracy thing and like, all the Trump people believe in whatever. Oh, it got 3 million views. It got this, this. Man, no fucking who cares, okay? First of all, the doctor's name is Judy Mikovits. And this dumbass bitch, she was a chronic fatigue researcher. Wow. She wasn't even a fucking doctor, okay? It's fucking crazy. Could have swore she was a doctor. And she's not. Okay, so she just came out with all kinds of fucking allegations and um, she got arrested. She said it was false, everything else. There was actually felonies against her. They say later she got dropped, but she still spent some time in jail. Then they did a civil judgment against her. She lost that. She had to claim bankruptcy and it's all this crazy shit. So she wrote a book. She's basically wrote misleading and unfounded claims. And there's just well, plenty of them, right? But if you just Google it and you go to factcheck.org, you go whatever, and people are like, oh, what is this and what is that? And I told you this before. People are like, oh, CNN, they're not reputable. Shut the fuck up, you fucking dumbasses. I'm so tired of some of these fucking people saying, oh, this ain't, man, no. All right. But just eight of the false things that she said were unfounded attacks that she had on Anthony Fauci, right? Um, scientists saying novel coronavirus. Um, not manipulated, uh, misleading claim on Wuhan lab funding, flu vaccines don't contain coronaviruses, um, no evidence, flu shots increase risk of COVID-19, hydroxychloroquine, unproven COVID-19 therapy, wrong messages on masks, and false suggestions about Ebola. All right, she's stupid as fuck. And some people are like, how can you say this? Look, man, she's an anti-vaxxer. And look, you know, Measles went away for decades, I think two or three decades. Measles came back because people weren't getting vaccines. And people are saying, oh no, it kills millions of people. Actually, it's the opposite. It saved millions and millions of people. That is a fact. That is science. All right. Then some people say, oh, it causes autism. Not one proven clinical study has came back showing it has ever proved that it caused autism on one person ever, not never. This bitch is just dumb as fuck. And people are just riding on this thing. And it's like, look, man, yeah, in some areas it's not that bad. Some areas it is. 
all right? We're at over 80,000 deaths in the USA, right? And that's because we shut shit down. It'd be a lot higher if we didn't. Now, I had that guy, Jordan Schachtel, on here, and he's thinking, hey, listen, focus on the fucking nursing homes, focus on certain areas here and there, but just let shit be. I don't know, man. People don't listen, though. That's the thing. He has a lot of faith in people listening. I don't, right? Um, they people were saying that there's people outside, you know, protesting outside Eric Garcetti's house, talking about this is, you know, free America and this and that, whatever. It's like, you dumb motherfuckers don't get it. Like, and cases are spiking up every time you guys do the shit. Do you not realize? Like, oh, it's, it's our jobs or whatever. And it's like, then there's people out there they're putting up signs saying fake crisis. And there's this famous doctor and he went on his Facebook page and he started arguing people. He, he's like, yo, they got the best of me. I was tired. I worked an 18-hour shift, came home exhausted. There's 200 people in my ICU, in my hospital. I'm dealing with it. What fake crisis, right? Where are these 80,000 bodies being hidden, right? And I see these people, these Trump anti-vaxxers, these people, they're like, oh man, they're mannequins. And I'm like, yo, how fucking stupid can you guys be? So I approach Brandon at Money on Twitter and I'm like, yo, bro, so this is a hoax? Let me ask you a question. How did my friend Jerry die, all right? And then my other boy, G. And then how about... My boy, Rich, who you guys heard his story, he got his grandma sick and she died. And he goes, you know what? I'm not going to say that because, you know, it's a, it'd be disrespectful to them. I'm like, no, bro, tell me. I'll tell you off. Sweet. No, dog, you're so vocal. You love being on the fucking, sp bro, tell me. And he wouldn't. And I said, look, man, you know my son's condition because Brandon, you've known my son since he was born. You know my son's condition. You know he's had chronic respiratory illness. Do you suggest my son just be out there and walk around? No, I don't. So again, sign this motherfucking uh, waiver, right? If you motherfuckers want to go out there and parade around and do stupid shit. But look, man, shit is not fake, all right? We partially opened, was it phase one? I don't even know what the fuck these phases mean anymore because I don't pay attention to it like that. But what's crazy is there are people dying out there for sure. My son London was born at Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital on right off Vermont and like Fountain, that little area there. And um, just this weekend, a nurse died. She was taking care of a code blue COVID patient and she wanted to get to him immediately. There were N95 masks um, locked up somewhere from some doctor. Someone was hiding them and she had her surgical mask, which remember, these are filtered to a certain extent. And she's like, fuck this, I'm gonna run over there, boom, and deal with it. And she did. And 14 days later, she died. She got sick, she got it. She had an N95 mask, she would have been here. And it's just a fucked up situation. Something else that's even a more fucked up situation. I had spoke giving praise to a guy named AJ in New York that works for Spectrum. And you know what? For his job, it's not his fault. He did what he had to do. The internet just kept getting worse since episode 79 dropped on Thursday. So Friday, it got fucking terrible. Saturday was probably the worst it was. And then Sunday, it was not so bad, but I figure maybe people are not doing it so much. So what had happened was we got down to the bottom of it. I had to get to social media, use my Twitter, hit up Spectrum Help. And then I did a survey and I realized 15,000 people answered the survey and um, like 66% of the people had said their internet's been dropping. Now, the thing is my internet drops every 30 minutes at the least, Okay. Sometimes it's dropping every five minutes and it drops for two minutes. The other day it dropped for five minutes straight. I couldn't connect and it's just frustrating. Now I have a Wi-Fi signal showing, my lights are on blue and then my Wi-Fi 
mesh system is running all white illuminated lights, everything's good. When you call customer service, their tech side say, hey, the wiring's good on your side. It's the node. And the node is like, you know, the tower that's running the shit. And the, one of the nodes is being overloaded due to coronavirus. So coronavirus is the cause of this shit. So my internet is fucked up. I can't even do a fucking interview. I'm gonna have to figure this shit out and do these interviews in a unique way. It's a fucking nightmare and it's actually causing a lot of stress in the house. My kids have Zoom classes, right? And for all you motherfuckers who want some boohoo shit, y'all can suck and eat my dick from the back, right? But it's fucked up because I pay 160 a month for internet service, pay for the top service, my internet service. I told this bitch, I said, look, check the bandwidth I was running in January, all right? Check what I was running in December. I guarantee the numbers aren't that far. I've been running a business out of the house, you know? So internet is fucked up, said they're working on it, and hopefully it is back to normal because it is causing a lot of drama in my house. And with that said, you guys know I was on a lot of flights last year. I go in and out, I'm here and there. And you know what? I'm still obviously dealing with my kids, but I'm gone, right? So there's all these other couples um, for instance, Kim and Kanye, they went to like a 12,000 square foot, you know, retreat home, mansion, farm, whatever the fuck you want to call it in Wyoming. And then Kim had stated that she separated from Kanye in the house so they don't drive each other crazy. And it's like, that's some sad shit because y'all are away so much from each other. It's like, fuck. But then again, I'm not going to talk about their relationship, but there's couples that are going through it because, you know, they can't be with each other, whatever else. My wife doesn't drive me nuts. It's you know, the kids and whatever, and they're demanding, and it's just, I had to work, and when I work, it's different things. More than other times, I'm good, but couples being separated in quarantine is crazy. Another thing that's going on is the cases of children shootings, like kids shooting themselves or shooting off guns, it's up 30, 40% because all these kids are home now, and the parents, I guess they didn't fucking understand the basic safety fucking on firearms, how you should have a lockbox for your guns, not have any guns accessible. And that's why my sons would never, ever be able to get a hold of any of that shit. But look, man, it has been a fucking weekend of fucking hell. It's been, you know, again, I'm very blessed, man. I really, you know, I, I can't complain is what I'm trying to say. Um, anyways, uh, on some fun news, I told everyone that I really, we didn't care about the last dance right? Wasn't going to watch the show and it's a 10-part series and whatever else. And then my boy, Dre Sinatra, Dre Sinatra, sorry, he decided to send me the leaks up to episode eight, right? So all I need is episode nine and 10, which is next weekend. But anyways, I decided to watch them. I watched every episode and they're really good. I won't lie to you. They're really good. They brought back a lot of nostalgic feelings. I was there in real time. Not many people could say that, right? When Jordan was a rookie, I was 12 years old. I was watching basketball. I was playing basketball. I remember all that shit. In 96, when they fucking did 72 and 10, I was there. I was already a grown-ass man at that point, right? So I was around for all this shit. And um, it's funny because I've made Marcus Jordan, Michael's son, some chains. He owns a store called Trophy Room in Orlando, Florida. And um, Michael remarried. His wife uh, has a brother named Chino, and that's my boy, Carlos. He owns a store called Soulfly. Soulfly obviously has a very exclusive Jordan account. And uh, he's a super good dude. Shout out to Chino and shout out to Jordan, Marcus Jordan. And um, there have been several times where Marcus Jordan has invited me out 
to go hang out with his dad at least three times, once in Florida, once in Vegas, once somewhere else playing golf. And I was like, nah, I'm cool, whatever else. And, you know, a lot of people talk shit about Marcus. He's fucking Michael Jordan's son. This and that. But he's such a fucking nice guy. The guy's the nicest dude in the fucking world. Just a good dude, you know? And he wants some Ben Baller chains. You know what? This dude's blessed me with a ton of cakes. He's a great plug to have. I was like, sure, man, come on. Made him some chains. They came out dope. And um, he's been actively tweeting about, um, you know, The Last Dance. And this is very well done. I won't lie to you. Episode seven for sure is the best episode I've seen to this far. Michael Jordan is a psychopath. He is fucking crazy. He is fucking funny as shit though. And he is way more articulate than people probably thought. There's been a couple times I've heard him talk and I know he talks a lot of shit, but the times that I've been around him right next to him, you know, he's definitely a little bit of a dick, you know? And if Marcus is, he understands what I'm saying. And like, you know, um, 95, I believe, Mike Tyson made his comeback to boxing. He had just got a jail and all this other stuff, and he's fighting a guy named Peter McNeely. The fight lasted a minute and four seconds or something. It was really short. So Nick Adler, yes, my best friend, Nick Adler, right? His dad owned a private VIP club that was infamous. If you guys ever heard of the name Heidi Fleiss, she ran one of the most high-profile escort services in Hollywood, Charlie Sheen and all kinds of celebrities were tied to it. That was run mostly out of On the Rocks, which is the private nightclub on top of the Roxy Theater. And my godfather, Lou Adler, owns that place and everything else. And so we decided to have a six-person private viewing of the Mike Tyson fight. Now, this is who was there. Lou Adler, Michael Jordan, Damon Wayans came with Michael Jordan, all right? Um, Mike's agent, Nick Adler, me, and a bartender. That's seven people, okay? The fight goes on, and there was some sort of discrepancy in the first two seconds with the cable. I was fucking having a heart attack. I was like, holy shit, this is not good. Michael Jordan's here, watch this fight, wants to see it in real time. So I decide to get on the turntables because I had this private DJ booth there, and I started putting some funk on there. I put, and I'll never forget, Mr. Magic by Grover Washington Jr. I'll never forget this shit. And Michael Jordan said, hey, motherfucker, turn that fucking music off. Fuck going on here? Shit, man, you fucking trip the fuck? Turn that, y'all want to hear that shit? And he cussed me out, and I was like, all right, cool, you know, whatever. The crazy part about the whole shit is we're watching the fight, and they're announcing all these celebrities, and Jordan's just talking shit, right? And this is a real story. This is a Forrest Gump story like a motherfucker. All right, guys? Yes, Forrest Gump story. And they're like saying, oh, in the audience, you know, like uh, Jerry Seinfeld's here, you know, boom, or uh, fucking two box course here, whatever. But they just, you know, they do all the big, the huge big boxing fights. They announce the celebrities in the crowd, you know? And Mike Jordan's like, I don't give a fuck who up in there, man. All I want to know is where Damon Wayans is at, right? And Damon Wayans was a big fucking star in the 90s. Damon Wayans was a fucking colossal celebrity in the 90s. So anyways, fight happens. It's over, blah, blah, whatever. They're chilling. You know, they're drinking scotch, I believe. And then later, um, I forgot the fucking dude's name, plays for the Bears. He was a, a linebacker for the Bears or maybe a defensive tackle or something. But they're going to the Century Club. And I know one thing. Jordan always loved Range Rovers. That motherfucker always had a range. He had one, everybody style and everything. And they were going. Crazy part was he was there shooting Space Jam as well. So they were going to the Century Club. Now, if you know anything about legendary stories about LA and, and nightclubs, the Century Club is legendary. 
So I don't really go to that club. It wasn't really my thing, but, and uh, it's a popping spot. And definitely, you know, they have, they have their black nights there. It was like a, not like, you know, but it, it was like a popular spot. And they were going there. I was like, man, fuck this. Go to a club with Michael Jordan? Hell fucking yeah. Because it wasn't a lot of us. So, you know, me and my boy Keezy, uh, Hal Keezy, and uh, actually his name is Mike Keeper. Don't ask me why the fuck his name is Keezy. But um, actually I know the story, but I'm not going to get into it. So we go to the club and hang out. Boom. But, he, you know, but MJ cussed me out. I texted Marcus Jordan last night when watching The Last Dance. And I said, hey, bro, I ain't going to lie to you, though, dog. Your dad did cuss me the fuck out one time. And he put, ha, ha, ha. L M A O O O O O because join the club, bro. He didn't cuss me out a million times. And I told him, I said, hey man, one time I was in Miami and uh, Chino was like, yo, man, I'm not that far. Man, why don't you jump out? I'm with MJ. And I was like, nah, I'm good, boo. I'm straight. So I've had four times to hang out with Michael Jordan on some real personal shit. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm straight. But seeing him talk now, seeing the belly and everything, and seeing like it's just amazing. It was a great episode, man. I think uh, seven and eight were good, but I think seven was my favorite. And um, it's just fucking crazy, man. And and how they said, you know, episode fucking seven, they're just like, or no, it was episode six or five. The episode, because I didn't talk about these in the previous weekends. But, you know, when they, episode, they did the ep- ep- dedication to Kobe, was it episode three? I forgot, man, but it was fucked me up, man. Just hearing Kobe talk, I still can't believe he's fucking gone, man. It is just such a fucking tragedy, man. And, um, I don't know, man, these these bringing back the nostalgia days and shit and all that stuff, and it's just fucking good, man. If you haven't, obviously there's some way you could stream it somewhere on ESPN or something, but uh, this weekend I did a very good deed, and uh, I was on my Twitter, and I was just frustrated Friday, and I was like, this is just fucking too much. I went through my storage. I actually went through the studio where I have here, which is a part guest bedroom, which looks like a hotel bedroom, like legitimately this looks like a nice hotel bedroom in like, you know, in, I don't know, I can't describe the fucking decor, but it's like, this is a nice hotel room, right? And uh, there's obviously a lot of tech stuff in here, and there's a closet, and I open up the closet, and there's just tons of shit in it. Kith hoodies, some babe shit, there's just, just so much shit. There's T-Raw, had a, uh, Tyga had a company called Viet Raw. I have a lot of cool shit, pleasures, things like that. Obviously, I have, you know, um, a lot of other good things, fear of God, uh, Velo and shit and everything And I just was like This is just too much I go into my storage And I'm like This is fucking bullshit I take a picture on Twitter I said man listen When this COVID shit dies down I'm getting rid of all this shit I don't know who the fuck it is But if you're an extra large shirt Right Extra large in your, your pants or Whatever You know 34 Waist 36 whatever And you wear a 10 and a half shoe You about to come up So I do that And then next thing I know I get a hit from Miles And Miles like Yo I'm a 10.5 And and I was like, shit, it's my producer of my show, man. So I bless him with the Adidas Super Stands, right? It's the Stan Smith with the shell toes. Fucking super fresh. But I got three pairs. So I was like, I don't need them. In fact, I want to get rid of two more. But I gave Miles a fresh dead stock pair. Then I gave him some Sean Pfeiffer Air React 270s, which are lit, right? Give him a pair of those dead stock. Then I also gave him some Sean Pfeiffer Nike Air Force Ones that were only available on network. Bless him with that. Then my assistant hits me, and he's like a vulture. He's ready to fucking go ham, boom. And I'm like, no, dog, we got to hook this kid up. So this Korean kid, he wanted some stuff, and I blessed him. And um, in that package was a $5,000 pair of brand new Deadstock shoe surgeon Twixes. And, you know, um, I did a special favor for the Mars, you know, corporation and my boy Brad, who got me the deal with the Snickers chain, which I think I've mentioned that I'm doing a Snickers chain part two now. And so, yeah, so... um. I, um, 
you know, even though Brad gave him as a present, I'm just never going to wear them. I don't want to sell them. That's not my style. I said, look, I made these guys sign NDAs. So listen, you're going to have to wear these shoes. You can't sell them. It, you could sell them in 10 years. And that was the stipulation. And basically, um, you know, all in all, in, you know, a matter of whatever hours, I gave away $8,000 in clothes. And it made me feel really, really good. All right. Now, what the funny thing was, I got rid of a ton of shit. And there's definitely some more stuff, definitely more on the higher end stuff. I don't really resale. So, like, you know, I maybe do some trades. I don't know. Maybe with, I wish Cuddy was my size, but, you know, um, I'm going to figure that out. But as I gave that stuff away, I immediately get a package from FedEx and Kevin Durant and Master Dynamics send me these limited edition NW65, which is the single handed. Listen to me, guys. I'm telling you guys the truth. The headphones that I use for this Behind the Baller podcast since day one, they are the best high-quality, hi-fi sounding headphones I've ever used in my life. Beats cannot compare. Sennheiser's good. These are the best. They are crystal clear. I hear fucking everything. Cracks in my fucking voice, my tongue slapping, everything. I could hear it all. Master Dynamic is definitely on their shit when it comes to sound, and I'm a big audiophile, you know. But as you know, the Dust Brothers, this is a hi-fi stereo sound podcast. All my podcasts sound fucking amazing due to the Dust Brothers. So anyways, as I gave away a bunch of shit, I got blessed with more stuff, and it was funny because there's limited edition headphones, there's some limited edition AirPods that... My cousin just had to have, and I was cool. I already had the Louis Vuitton ones, which are the same company. Master Dynamic makes the Louis Vuitton AirPods. Now, if you know anything, Louis Vuitton would never hire some janky-ass company to do it. Going on. In that collection was uh, the KD-13s. They were the Kevin Durant brand new shoes. There was a floral pair, and there was a pair with like sunflowers, but like chains and shit on it, and they're both dope. And I just said to myself... I don't own a real pair of basketball shoes that I can actually go on a court and kick some ass in. So I have two pairs now. Thank you, Kevin Durant. Thank you, Master Dynamic. And uh, it's funny because I was going to use my Yeezy Quantums. And I'm not. I'm going to give them to my boy Jeff from Riff. But I'm getting rid of shit. I'm getting shit. Look, guys, we're going to take a break real quick. And then we're going to get into fan questions. If you guys didn't fucking remember. It is Sunday. We do it every other episode. We don't do it every episode now. So it's a little fresh. All right, guys. So Lakey Lake, a.k.a. LL, um, a.k.a. at Lakey Inspired, can you hit me up with something real nice? And we'll be right back with them fan questions. few episodes i have told you guys about our new sponsor acre gold our official subscription platform for gold now there's a lot of uncertainty with markets and having gold is important to have just in case shit really hits the fan acre gold lets you make small monthly payments and then sends gold straight to your doorstep every few months i encourage all of you to sign up so that you're putting money into different formats that will increase 
during shitty times like these. This is something I wish I did in the last recession. Here are the benefits of Acre Gold. It's affordable. You don't have to pay out of your pocket all at once. It's convenient. Physical gold bars mailed to your doorstep. Acre branded gold is the highest quality designed in California and minted in Switzerland. Subscribe for $30 or $50 a month. Once your gold stash reaches the price of a 2.5 gram Acre gold bar, they will discreetly ship your gold. You're in control. You can easily cancel or modify your plan to suit your needs at any time. Find out more by going to getacregold.com backslash baller. Acre is the sponsor of this Behind the Baller podcast episode. Getacregold.com backslash baller. Yo, what up, guys? So we are back, and um, this is the part of the episode where I answer fan questions. Um, how you can participate is you go to the Apple podcast page, go to Behind the Baller, scroll down to where you could rate the show and leave a review. You leave a five-star review in a question form, and I'll answer it on the show. Maybe Mr. Jordan Winter, one half of the Dust Brothers, he goes to the questions, filters them out, and then sends them to me, and I answer them. So without further ado, let's go. Uh, Dan Jimenez, 147, writes, What's up, Ben? What do you believe makes a great father? And also, how do you keep balance between family and business? Thank you for all the free game. I've been on the pod since episode one. Yo, what up, Dan? Uh, what do I believe makes a great father? Um, a father's presence, not presence, meaning his physical being there, like mentally and physically there, right? To guide and mold the child's life, be there and help the mother. If the mother doesn't exist, you know, obviously raise these kids. Um, a good father is responsible with his finances and maybe possibly plan for that prior to having the kid so he knows, all right, I got to make sure this kid is okay and I'll take care of him. For the unplanned ones, being much more responsible with your finances and your spending so that you can provide for your child. That's the most important thing. Make sure they're fed, make sure they're clothed, you know, make sure they get education. A great father is going to give direction. You're going to mold your child. You're going to season them. You're going to groom them. You're going to make sure that they're good. Balancing between family and business, how do I do it? It's fucking impossible. It's, it's crazy. As I said in the intro of this show, there was an enormous fight with my my mother-in-law and, and my wife, you know, and they're just arguing about certain things because there's tension because I got to get things going with work and the three kids, they're just not, you know, not disciplined. And, and when I want to discipline them, my wife freaks out. You know, they're going to remember that. For the, man, no. I'm not talking about beating the shit out of them like I got beat, like my dad beat the fuck out of me. I'm talking about just, you know, being stern and not fucking around. She needs to back me on that. But it is what it is and we have different, you know, thoughts. But at the end of the day, we come together and we make sure that we set times where I need to work and I give advance notice. I don't just jump out of the house here and there. Oh, I'm going out tonight. No, that doesn't happen in this house. Not anymore. And a lot of loves and a lot of hugs. Um, Tony from South Florida writes, Chain Length. Hey, Ben. Tony from South Florida, Broward County. Thanks for the free game. Appreciate it. Big OG was wondering what chain lengths you like to wear. Um I am currently wearing an 18-inch and a 20-inch. I might rock a 22, but I highly doubt it. Pretty much kept it Sammy Sosa length. 
I'm rocking 18 and 20s only, and that is it. Uh, another day still slaps, right? I have a question for Ben. I clicked on your podcast a while ago, what you on Burner's podcast. That's why I was quick to give a listen to your podcast because the type of talk you were talking about uh, is interesting, like West Coast music stuff you said on this podcast. Once I heard the first episode, I listened to them all, and I'm a regular listener, and I love your work on this thus far. It's exciting because it's the beginning. I can't imagine when you establish the visuals. Anyways, I want some advice. If I'm going to buy verses and beats from and cook up some music, how should I release it? Should I release it myself, put some of the branding on the single, or should I just title it with the artist and not include any type of my brand on it because that's corny? For example, if I bought a Lil Wayne verse and Future verse and made a song with a Zaytoven beat, should I leave out the We The Best branding or logo if I was DJ Khaled? Bro, this question, I think in your mind, definitely sounded like it was a question to me and to the audience because I'm I'm reading this verbatim, word for word. If you buy a verse and a beat, even if the person's not great, and I'm sorry, if the producer's not famous and the rapper's not famous, you still got to credit either one of them. Now, as far as like releasing it and putting branding, your logo needs to go on everything. I don't give a fuck what it is. If your logo is called Execution Records or Slap Records, that shit needs to go everywhere, anything you put out, period, okay? But yes, you should title, if this song is called, yo, this shit slaps, then it should be called, this shit slaps featuring Lil Wayne, right? Produced by this person and... I don't think you need to say that record shit here and there until, I mean, I don't know, man. It's a tricky thing. Um, As far as, I don't know what you're talking about, how you should release it, meaning if you should, you should, um, man, bro, look at man. Obviously people are using SoundCloud. I don't know if you're on a major. There's so many more of the questions I need to ask you, but if you have a record label or a brand that is tied to you, yes, it is beneficial to put anything, especially if the record jumps up and it goes. I don't deal with the music business anymore. Things have changed a lot. But for the basic shit, yes, you should on a marketing standpoint. James Wanton writes, big fan, fan questions. Hey, Ben, huge fan of your podcast. Few questions. Did Korean mobsters and extortions, extortion exist in LA, K-Town area when you were growing up? If so, do they still exist? Yes, they did, 100%. To this day, up till about maybe five years ago, very recently, you definitely had to pay the Korean mob off to get a liquor license. Yes, that includes a restaurant. That includes a fucking norebang or anything else. There's definitely some sort of a, a take. So you have to take care of that and everything else. And it's just been around since I was a kid, yeah. Number two, what is your favorite timepiece to wear for daily? Um, it was a rose gold root beer, GMT, my rose gold. GMT2 master. Um, I would say my 5726 paddock is probably my favorite. My next favorite is this watch that I bought for the low. It is an AP Automores Royal Oak 41 millimeter chrono that was PVD'd, meaning it was all black DLC, all black coated. That is the, the clean joint. Number three, do you think Joe Biden will win the presidential election? I don't know, man. You know, people saying it's looking bad here and there, but at the same time now with what's going on, people have to understand. I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks of this, that. The economy was great, blah, blah. At the end of the day, the economy is not great. It is 
fucked up right now and it's going to get worse. And we have a pandemic on our hands and Trump jumped on it late. Can he, is he physically okay, mentally okay to handle the presidency for the next four years for this? Hell no. It, it doesn't even matter. Look, man, if it was like, you know, the principal of fucking UCLA or the dean, it, he's not mentally fit to run this country, okay? He sent out 120 tweets and retweets just yesterday alone. You know, are you, like, he's fucking tripping. There's no way. Anyways, uh, much love. And dudes from South Africa, oh, shit. Dope, man. That's dope. That's dope. Jozu Er Ram Z uh, 08. I don't fuck it says, but basically, Jos Ura Rams 08. Okay. Uh, I have one question for you. Why didn't you smack LeRon when he pumped your shoulder at the Drake concert? Uh, simple fact that I will be banned from the Lakers and from AEG and from the Staples Center for the rest of my life. Um, I don't think he'd have pressed charges. It would have caused drama. It would have fucked up Drake's show and everything else. I thought about it. You know what? Um, it just wasn't even, you know, I was like, man, let me just get the fuck out of this dude's way. It was a losing situation, meaning there's more things that I loved that I would lose from the benefit. He didn't like he fucking hurt my, whatever. He just did some stupid shit. What am I going to do? If I really wanted to do some really ill shit, I could too. It's stupid. Fuck him. And I, I've talked crazy about this fool forever. Justine Glid H writes, yo, what up, Ben? Jules from South San Francisco, big fan of the pod. Right on for all the free game you give. I have a question. I know you're a big Mike Tyson fan. He had mentioned he's training to get back in the ring to fight for charity. Do you think he still has it in him? Also, who would you put him up and against and why? Um, it looks like he's going against Shannon Briggs. And Shannon is a big dude. I sat next to Shannon in um, the owner suite at the Brooklyn Nets at um, Barclays. And Briggs is a big dude. He's definitely older, not hating. I could smell that he had a cavity, you know, in his breath. He was that, he was that right next to me close. He's fucking with me. He follows me, whatever. And, uh, you know, he's going to fight somebody his age. I think Evander said he didn't want to fight him first. He would, he could think of two or three other people is going to fight. Then there was someone else, I guess, that Tyson's supposed to fight in Europe. I forgot what's going on. But does he still have in him? I mean, he could still definitely fight. I don't know how long he could go. I mean, he's still a beast. You know, I don't know, man. This is, I want to see it happen. I'm going to, you know, contribute and pay for it, but we'll see. Um, Create writes, Yo, Bam, what's good? When it comes to exotic cars, I noticed that you don't talk about Bugatti. Are you a big fan of the car brand? You know, I like Bugattis, right? I think they're okay. I think the Chiron is much nicer than the Viron. There's sometimes the Viron looks, looks very nice. There's things that they want to do that I'm not crazy about. When you accessorize the car, though, after, they look great. Now, the issue is I don't like the fact that they want you to pay $32,000 a year for tires. So if you drive the car 800 miles or whatever else, they're glued onto the car. So once you take the tires off, that's it. They're done. So there's just different things that they do, some sucker shit. Obviously, service is like 50 grand. They just try to make sure that you're paying insane amount of money. It's cool. They drive. They're all right. They look cool. But there's just, you know, there's just... There's other cars I'd get before I get a Bugatti. If I'm going to spend, you know, on a Chiron, I'm going to spend two or three months. I'm going to get a LaFerrari. I'm not fucking with that. I'm going to get a 918. I'll go get a Vintage. I'll get an F40, F50. I'm not fucking with that shit. That's just not popping. Nate Dog 21 writes, what's up, Ben? Huge question for you due to the pandemic. You're creating on tops. How does it feel from your first card print run, each hero, to be at 1334 to the Mike Trout being 34,950? Phenomenal, man. You're a living legend. Keep up the amazing work. You're blessing the world with the amazing podcast, blessing you and your family. How does it feel? You know, bro, 
I think I've explained it in the last episode, but um, look, man, you know, when I first dropped this card, I was number one. There's 400 cards. I was number one. I didn't understand how it worked. I said this in the last podcast. And, you know, I sold 1,324 cards. And it was, you know, it's cool. It's very low print run. Um, there's only like, you know, another, you know, handful of cards that sold that less. And now that card is worth way more money because of low print run. But going to 34,950, I had to do that. I had to show people who I was. I had to show motherfuckers I ain't playing. Even though Mike Trot is great. Listen, what people don't realize is like 65, 70% of the people that bought the cards were my followers. They weren't necessarily baseball card fans. They just wanted to have a card by me. So it feels good. I have an enormous trick up my sleeve for this Jeter shit coming up. So you're going to see that. It's going to be crazy for all the Yankee fans and the Jeter fans. D Money writes, love the pod, Pyong. I was wondering, my boy, I grew up with is having a wedding in June over in Utah because that's where he lives. I told him I can't go and explain everything with COVID-19 and being in a large group what do you think? If he is having a wedding and it's one of your best boys, would you still even go during the quarantine? I live in OC. Uh, no. That motherfucker is tripping. In fact, I don't even think, even if Utah's not really on a serious lockdown, it ain't the smartest thing. A lot of Asians there, a lot of Laos people, a lot of other people, a lot of Asians and whatever. Man, it's a tricky thing. Unless his wedding's like seven, eight people, which I highly doubt, I, I would talk to him. I'm surprised it didn't get canceled. You know, it's a crazy situation. That's just me. Now, again, the issue is this. You live in OC, so I don't know if you're flying out of Santa Ana or if you're flying out of LAX, but you're going to have to fly to Utah. And getting in the airport, you're risking it there, catching it from there. Pray to hope you don't have to go take a piss or take a shit and go in the bathroom and fucking, you know, have to sit down. And who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Talk to somebody from TSA who's been sick and whatever, and you never know what the fuck's going on. I, I wouldn't, bro. Not a good idea. Um, Bazooka Gum Sam writes Uncle Ben's Rice What up Ben We know you're close to Tyler How close are you to Frank Ocean I am not close to Frank Ocean at all Frank fucks with me I fuck with him Good kid I've just known him since very early off Early on in life And I think that That's why we connected And that's why he put my name in a song And everything else But that's my boy Lonnie's my dog uh, 120 milligrams Rice Yo what's up Ben I heard you speak on how you were do Once in a graffiti I just got caught doing a throwaway on a mailbox. Was wondering what kind of trouble that may bring since it's considered federal property. Would I possibly need a lawyer? Or do you think it would be just something, uh, would just be a fine? Thank you, bro. Stay up. Much love to you and yours. Um, you got caught. Uh, yes, and you defaced a public federal piece of property. If you have an attorney, it's definitely going to help you. That's for damn sure. It won't hurt you. I don't know. You know, right now it's a tricky time. Will it be a fine? Yes. Will it be jail time? I don't think so. Had this not been coronavirus right now, definitely doing some time. Depending on what, you know, where you are, what city you're in. Heavy Hawaiian rice, Ben, much love to you and yours. Hi, Ben. I can't exactly remember how long ago I heard about you, but I admire everything you do. I have one question. I'm disabled. I'm in constant pain in the Richmond Hilltop area of the Bay, and I want to know if there's any way for me to order VVS medical marijuana pen cartridges. I appreciate your podcast very much. It is a goal of mine to work with you in Cookies SF one day. Much love. Take care. God bless. And now, first of all, I hope you feel better. I hope somehow if you can get better, meaning not be disabled, be fantastic. But the question at hand, VVS is available at Green Door SF. They deliver. I'm not positive they deliver only to the immediate San Francisco area, but it doesn't hurt to call Green Door 
ask for Joel. He's probably not there because he's he's one of the owners and partners, but he's also the manager. But that would be the closest to Richmond that I could think of. Um, and I'm hoping that they can take care of you. All right, man. Shit, there's a lot of motherfucking questions today. DJ Ufi, Ben Ball did the pod. Hey, Ben, been following since the IF and Co. blog days, even before when you and Jonas stunt heavy on the culture. Questions, any funny stories of famous actors, celebrity kids getting checked, trying to use their famous folks' name, um, and why the hate on Vince Carter? Any funny stories of famous actors, celebrity kids getting checked? I mean, bro, there. I'm sure there is because I'm doing this on the spot live can't really think but if you're as old as me then you know who Tori Spelling is Tori Spelling was on 902 and 0 because obviously her fucking dad produced the show but she was also on Saved by the Bell a couple times and she's considered a pretty famous actress you know she fell the fuck off but you know her mom is a piece of shit um super wealthy but not giving her anything and Tori's a trip um but one time we were getting to a club and she couldn't get in and she was trying to throw her, you know, who I am, you know who I am, blah, blah, whatever. And she didn't get in. She was tripping. That was off the top of my head. Um, I'm sure there's more because you're talking about their kids. Oh, famous actors. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about people's children. Shit, man. Bro, I've seen I've seen Kanye get, you know, like pushed back out of a club back in the day. You know, I don't know, man. It's, he was trying to get into a club. He couldn't get into a club unless DJ Am got him in or something. Or, you know, Ronson, any of the DJs are getting him in. Uh, Vince Harder. I had an appearance. I was doing this thing for Nike. Michael Cooper was there, a few other people's for Nike. And it was at Nike Town LA, the OG Wilshire location in Beverly Hills. And the Rainbow Dunks had just came out. And they originally came out in Tokyo first. And they came out to LA. And they were, you know, in the store. And I thought it was cool. And um, I wanted to take a picture with Vince Carter. And Vince was with Nike, which is crazy. And he was like, oh, man, them shows is weird and whatever. And, you know, he wasn't like progressive thinking. He wasn't thinking like, damn, lifestyle's about to take over. Dunks are dope, whatever. He's on some weirdo shit. And I was like, hey, bro, would you take a picture with these shoes? You know, whatever, these rainbow dunks. And he was just like, fuck no, bro. I ain't taking a shoe with them fucking little weirdo shoes. And so after that, I was just like, yo, dog, one, you're closed minded. Two, you're fucking, you're a bitch. Fuck you, period. So I don't fuck with dude. Next question, Mike62281 writes investment advice. Hey, Ben, longtime fan, love the pod. I'm coming into a little money over the next six to nine months, and I want to make the money work for me. I live in New Jersey Shore area, love the idea of buying a couple used high-end vehicles, but the way things are nowadays, I don't know if I would that would work. Do you have any good ideas and advice for me? Do not buy a high-end vehicle in the fucked up thing and try to look random. This, no, no. <laughs> All right. Right now, Bitcoin is about to go through their halving. It was five weeks ago at 3,800. Three weeks ago, it was 6,600. It is at $10,000. Um, if I were you, I don't know how much money you're getting into, but I would definitely fuck with Bitcoin. I would buy Bitcoin, go to Coinbase, whatever you're going to do, and that is definitely a solid investment. If you could buy a house, cool. You know, I'd wait a little bit, but I think the housing prices are going to be stable for a little while, right? Gold is always good, but Bitcoin right now is looking good. For me to say this right now for the first time ever, I'm just reading some things on it. But if you're talking about some decent investments, that's definitely one of them. And do not get a car right now. And not even for the fact to rent them the way I used to. That's just not popping right now. That is not the business right now. Not in this time. Um, Kevin Sisa Vang writes, Hey, Ben Ball, loving the podcast. Always a funny ass dude. Always tune in every morning to listen to your podcast while I go to work. I have two questions. If you could collaborate with anybody in the world, who would it be and what would you collaborate? What would the collaboration be? 
Um, as well as I see you have a passion for Bear Bricks, would you ever collab with them and make your own? Much love from Dallas, Texas. I am going to make a Bear Brick. I should have jumped on this a long time ago. I just don't know when, and it is going to happen, I'm sure. I just have to sit down and do this. I have a lot going on. As much as people aren't doing shit right now, I'm doing shit right now, so that's tough. As far as if I could collaborate with anybody in the world, who would it be? Fuck, man, that is crazy, you know? Um... If it was a corporation, I would definitely collaborate with Ferrari and design some Ferrari cars and have them dope as fuck. Any high-end car company, I would fuck with. If you're talking about a specific person, I would love to collaborate with Damien Hurst or uh, Jeff Koons. 100% one of those two people. That's definitely great questions, man. Thank you. Rap God Jay Rizzle writes, did you cop that born... Raised Soul Assassins collab. Love the podcast. Been listening since the beginning. Every episode has been great, even the solo ones. Um, you know what's crazy, man? I really did want that Born and Raised tea. And uh, I looked at it. I just didn't know when it dropped. And I guess I slept. So I'm going to have to hit up somebody from SA and hopefully they got one for me because uh, I need to call a cartoon anyway. Uh, JKD writes uh, Yo, man, love the podcast. This is my fourth time going through the episodes. But what did you think of Ether by Nas? thought ether was dope was it the best was it even in the top three i don't think it was in the top three some people think it's great it's a generation thing if you understand what hit him up did then you know that's a whole different level of what was going on he set a war right if you understand what no vaseline did you know it's just just different shit man but you know ether was good ether was dope that was that was a good little beef there Leon141414 writes, yo, OG, been a huge supporter of the podcast, been following since day one. You know, my question would be, would you ever have Ian Connor on here? Yeah, Ian's a friend of mine. You know, I'm sure I could call him up and do it. I just couldn't figure out why would, why would I and what would we talk about and things like that. But yeah, I got no, man, I talked to Ian the other day, man. I'd love to have Ian on here. 420 Steven writes, if someone has the drive and motivation to be successful, which business sector should they get into? They should get into any business sector that they want to. Obviously, you should go into business sector of something you know. Why would you want to go into like real estate? I mean, you could go into real estate, but you know, it just depends on what you like. You might be passionate about sports. You want to think of a sports accessory or something. You might like phones. You know, you might like fucking, you know, sex. Get into the sex industry and make fucking dildos and pussy toys. I have no idea. But what I do know is that is the last question. And Miles, you already know, Cue up that music. Oh, man, I don't know if, if I told you guys this, man. I haven't said it in many episodes. And I don't mind I've said it this way. Lakey, I love you so much, man. Your music is so great. Just makes me feel good. And uh, yeah, we will be right back with the outro of the show. God bless. Yo, so we are back. This is episode 80. Just letting you guys know again, I got a couple cats in the bag this week. I'm not sure who I'm going to jump with, but uh, I think that um, Meltzer podcast drops soon. 
Uh, I got a lot going on. My boy Ed Milet, he is one of the biggest motivational speaker, entrepreneur level things. I'm doing his show um, this week. I don't know when it airs, but uh, Takashi Murakami is doing a documentary and they asked me to be a part of the documentary. So I'm excited about that. Uh, spoke to Kid Cudi yesterday. Not a surprise. I talked to Cudi all the time. We talked for a minute. His documentary is looking like it's close to done. Um, he wants me to come by and check it out. I can't wait. He said there's a real good scene of me in there. And uh, I didn't even think I'd make it. It was crazy. I know they film different things here and there, but there's supposedly some cool scene that I'm in. I'm excited even just for fucking one second. Talk about sports real quick. Uh, Seahawks, NFL released their season schedules. Don't give a fuck about anybody else's. But the Seahawks, they released the schedule. Like, I don't know. They released like actual dates, which is fucking crazy. Um, and I'm excited. I just don't know what to do because that's September, October, December. Well, October, November, December. And um, that's supposedly the time for the second wave of these. Now, again, I got charged and, you know, I have season tickets, so we'll see. But the situation that is tricky is, are there going to be fans? Because when I talk to Jock Peterson, you know, he plays for the Dodgers, they're getting ready to start practice and start this season up. And they're definitely not going to have fans to start up. Maybe fans start after. With football, very weird. Because you're talking about 70,000 people. This is a very weird situation. But the home opener is in Atlanta versus the Falcons. Uh, Not really tripping going over there. Uh, We do got a Monday Night Football game. The only problem is it's in Philly. (laughs) at Philly with the crazy ass fans, Monday night football. I don't know. That's a little crazy. We do got a couple Sunday night football games. Obviously, um, the home opener versus New England Patriots, which I don't give a fuck about the Patriots. They're going to suck this year, but it'd be nice to be at CenturyLink on opening night. Don't know yet. It is a very tricky situation. I don't know how this is all going to play out. One of the way games, well, obviously, SoFi Stadium's here, but one of the way games that I do want to go check out, or a couple are, definitely to go to DC, go see my boy Paul, Watch the Redskins, right? And one that I really want to go to, even though they suck, is the Miami Dolphins game. I've been thinking about Miami a lot lately. I just want to hit Miami Beach, but they're going through some bad shit right now. So I don't know, man. Um, We still have not fucking signed Clowney. Don't know what the fuck is going on with Disley. Um, Marshawn is supposed to be figuring out if he's going to do this deal with them. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but I like the way we look. I see fucking Russell's plan. I just want our defensive depth to be righteous as a motherfucker. I was going to get into this Earl Thomas situation, but man, it's just personal as fuck all that. Some gossip shit. Um, my Ricky Henderson card drops this week. I am looking like it's dropping Wednesday. This card, I am not going to fucking play with you guys. It's not hype. This card is doper than the Mike Trout card. Ricky Henderson is definitely one of the players I fuck with. One of my favorites, definitely. We're thinking top 10. He's up there. And this, I really went to the town. We represent Oakland, California, motherfucker. The original 415 on this card. So my top's Ricky Henderson card is going to be lit. No joke. All right. Um, I also have an NBA 2K. I'm sorry. NBA 2K1 shoot. Obviously, I renewed my contract with NBA 2K, the game. So I'm in NBA 2K1. Going to be doing some shooting this week. It's going to be very unique how we shoot. I don't really know how to explain it without giving things away. But right about now is that time in the show where we talk about those people that I like to call 
Jackasses. Yeah, jackass. This week's jackass is so deserving. And he is none. Of, you know what? He's so. He could be jackass of the week every week, just like Trump is. Okay. You got rainbow hair. You're a fucking clown. And, anyways, I forgot to say his name. Uh, the jackass of the week is Takashi69, Daniel Hernandez. He's sitting in like a witness protection home type of halfway house where he's got two, three security guards outside. He's got a cop there. He's got girls or whatever else. And he's just fucking stupid as fuck. He thought he's doing shit, going against Meek Mill. I thought he was, oh man, you can't talk to me if you don't have this watch. Bro, let me just break something down to you and everyone that's listening. That Richard Mill watch you have is trash. It is not worth shit. I'm sorry, Jimmy, if you saw him that watch. This is just to keep it 100 because he said this is half a million dollars. No, it is not. You have the Chandelier special that they got all over 47th Street. There's a bunch of people who have it. You know, you could probably pick up the watch for 180, 200. I don't know, you know, nothing crazy, whatever. And it's just, it just looks terrible and the watch is fucked up. The movement's probably totally screwed up. The other Richard Mill that you have is also trash. Richard Mills right now are definitely going down in value. They're not going up. If you pulled out a million-dollar Vacheron or a million-dollar Paddock factory, whole different ballgame. If you pulled out a $300,000, $400,000, you know, plain Jane thing, you put the diamonds on there and thought it was like, like, what? But, you know, the Bruce the Shark chain is dope. I got to give Jimmy his props to something big. People are there, oh, you're mad, you're mad. You think that you ain't, like, bro, how could I be mad? I'm having a fucking amazing year with this shitty-ass time. And he's like, you mad? You mad? Everyone mad? I came out. I sn-. Like, bro, okay, look, man. Let me explain why you're jackass of the week. You're at your house, okay, trolling people, talking this, acting so tough behind this computer. You're just a typical... You know, Generation Z, dick fuck, dumbass, stupid ass punk kid, promoting sissy shit, promoting being a bitch, promoting to be okay to be a fucking clown and talk shit, then have security fire for you. And you go to your balcony or your little, you know, little like, yeah, ledge balcony, and you're flexing pictures for your Instagram stories of you holding cash, and your next door neighbor sees you and she videotapes you and exposes your address of where you live. So you get compromised, so you got to move. Why are you moving? You talking shit. You the king of New York. You tough. Yo, if you tough, you got people to fucking handle your business, right? What's the issue? The issue is people really don't like you, and people are going to hurt you. And sad to say it, it's not like, it's not going to be a surprise if you end up getting killed. And that's the real talk. That ain't no hater. It's being real. You can't sit there and call somebody a faggot, call somebody lame, call somebody this, this, and this. Oh, I'm doing this. No, you're not, bro. It's all garbage. Nobody cares. No matter how much Austin, like the crazy obnoxious hair and all this other stuff, whatever, no one gives a fuck. You're using that. If you were dope and your image was a shaved head wearing a white tee or anything else, that would already, you just, you put all the extra shit so people could talk about you. You have every angle. It's like you think you've done this in a marketing way. People could do it. People just don't want to do that. Now, have you gone farther and been successful in it? You have. But understand this with the snitch shit. Oh, man, this dude fucked my baby moms, you know, and they're trying to kill me. Bro, your dumbass signed up for this. You wanted to be that. You could have been anything else. You don't have to run with these fucking bloods. You wanted to do that. You chose that. So for you to go back and be on some fucking Sammy the Bullshit, you know what I'm saying, and snitch? Nah, bro, you tripping, dog. Nobody's mad. You're corny. You know, why you got so much security? Why do you have so much security? Why? 
bro, if you're that dope and you're all that cool, ain't no one gonna fuck with you like that. Even Jay-Z, you see him now, he's got one dude. All right? You know, yes, you see other guys that need it because they're small guys. I get it. You're small. Look, man, go, if you're really the man, if you're that dope, go somewhere with one security guard. Just, just do me that favor. If you're that dope, you would never because you're a punk. You're a bitch. The loss of translation between G's doing G shit, and that's why no OG will ever fucking condemn. Well, you'll never co-sign that shit. Or, 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 or The song sucks, period. The song is not good. You could pick like <sighs> Drake, okay? Think of a song that no one even knows, okay? Go to, um, what was the fucking last record's name, man? Go Listen, go to fucking uh, Take Care, okay? And go to just seriously a song that no one knows. That song right there is better than this Gooba song you did. It is fucking trash, bro. It is just terrible. Stop, bro, all right? And OGs, we need to do a better job raising the youth, making sure they understand the G-code. This is just really fucking bad. Jackass! Anyways, let's get to some good music. This weekend, Erica Badu and Jill Scott got into their versus battle, and it was the classiest, nicest, black power, black girl magic, compliment each other type of thing, and it was just beautiful, and it was nice and vibey, and they still did pretty big numbers. They did bigger than than Babyface and and Teddy. They did bigger. The demographic maybe is different. You know, they had all. It was cool, man. They had everyone obviously tuned in. Fucking Michelle Obama's in there, but it was dope. You know, it was it was really nice and and Jill. You know, she's super positive and everything. And then um the music were dope. You know, the, the jams. You know, hearing um fuck what's the Roots fucking anyways the Roots Erica Badu song. Why the fuck am I the, the anyways. She played the live version, which was pretty dope with that. But it was cool. Who do I have winning? I think Erica won, you know, if, if it really matters. But, you know, man, it was it was entertaining. It was dope. Um, my internet is still down, so it was, like, real patchy. That's why I haven't gone on live like that. It just fucking sucks. But it is what it is. What I'm looking forward to is either next week or in two weeks, Nelly is battling Ludacris. And even though Nelly has huge hits, you got to remember, if you wanted motherfuckers to have hits, if you needed a fucking artist to bust a 16, please believe Ludacris was that dude back then. I think Ludacris wins this battle, and I fuck with Ludacris heavy. Um, Nelly's cool, it's just he ain't. Luda is got, man. When I hear Southern Hospitality, ugh, it's going to be a dope. But overall... What Swizz and fucking Timberland are doing is just amazing. It's, it's, it's a dope platform. It's, I love these versus battles. But what I got to tell you guys right now is we are out of time for the show. That is the show in its entirety. I love you guys so much. I am sorry that, you know, it is I, my, my bind has just been a little crazy with the internet situation on my house. And the fucking everyone's going crazy from cabin fever and the kids are going crazy, whatever else. But no matter what, it is so important that I drop these episodes every Monday at 12 Pacific time and every Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific time because I care about you guys and I love doing this. I love talking that shit. I love giving you guys my opinions. I love dropping the free game. I love answering your questions. And in return, all I ask is keep listening, tell your friends to tell their friends, and please hit that subscribe button. All right? I love you guys. Thank you again right about now. Lakey. LL, Lakey Lake, 
You know what time it is, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Take us to the crib, fam. All right, y'all. I'm out.